the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. And he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The word of the Lord. December. December is a crazy time of year, isn't it? And there are just so many things that you're trying to get done before Christmas. In your, in your bulletin, there's a blank piece of paper. Find that, please. Find the blank piece of paper in your bulletin. And then in front of you or in your purse, there's a writing utensil. Now, I know sometimes people make their grocery list when the sermon gets started. So I'm going to give her permission to do that. Not necessarily grocery list, but you've got to get done before Christmas list. So grab a pencil or a pen. Take, start writing. What do you got to get done? You can't rely on your spouse. Get your own pencil. Come on. You're going to be bored if you don't get working. What are some things you need to get done before Christmas? Maybe it's things you need to go to or stuff you need to make or buy. Or... Some of you guys are being lady. You're lazy. You're looking over at the lady next to you. Do your own work.
It's looking like, like you're getting a pretty good list. Go ahead and finish the thought you're... So you got a list of your Advent to-do list. Now if you would take the piece of paper and flip it over, see how it's blank on the other side? Okay. I want you to think about Christmas and what do you dream about for Christmas? What kind of a Christmas experience do you want to have? Now you might look at it and see, well, the paper's all blank and white and I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Come on, beyond that. What do you want, what do you want Christmas to be like? Maybe in terms of relationships and those interactions. Go ahead and jot down some notes of what you hope Christmas will be like. And I encourage you to think not only about the, the more personal, small circle of your hopes, but also bigger. What, what kind of a world do you want to be a part of at Christmas? What kind of a community do you want to be a part of as we celebrate Christmas? And again, go ahead and finish up the thought that you're working on. Last night as people were coming in for worship in the chapel, there are not any pencils in the pews in the chapel, so we're handing out pencils. And it was very interesting because over and over again, as soon as we'd hand somebody a pencil, their response was, is there going to be a test? It was very interesting that the pencil could create that much anxiety. This isn't a test. This is just, you see, one of the reasons that we gather for worship is to, is to pause for a little bit and to reflect a little bit and to try and connect with God and allow God's wisdom to kind of reshape our lives when they get so busy and so, so crazy. As Pastor Ryan mentioned at the outset of our worship service today, we're in the second week of Advent. And the schedule of readings that the church often follows, the, the lectionary, for the second week of Advent gets us ready for Christmas, not by a story about Jesus' birth, but rather by telling the story of this crazy guy, John the Baptist, this wild guy out in the wilderness. He's out in the wilderness and he says, Repent, 
for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Two things that I'd like to lift up about that simple sermon in the desert. One, when, when John the Baptist and Matthew and when Jesus and Matthew talk about the kingdom of heaven, they are not talking about what we often think about in terms of heaven. They're not talking about that place that people go when they die. So John the Baptist isn't saying, repent because you're about to die and go somewhere else. That's not what he's saying. The other gospels talk about the kingdom of God. That is God's way of reigning, God's way of ruling, God's way of leading right here and right now. So John is saying, God's way of doing business is right at hand now. God's way of interacting. The way God wants things to be. And then that word repent. Often when we hear the word repent, we think, I've got to say I'm sorry. Or that person that did something wrong and got caught needs to admit that they were wrong and, and say they're sorry. And there's a piece of repentance that 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 is a component of it. But in the Greek of the New Testament, the word repentance is a, it's a compound word, metanoia. And meta means change, and noia means mind. So John is saying, change your mind. Think differently. Think differently because God's way of ruling in the world is here. And you can see how if I need to think differently because God's way of ruling in the world is here, then I do need to repent because Jeff's way of ruling in the world isn't the most important anymore. So we prepare for Christmas, this second week of Advent, by slowing down to pause to hear John the Baptist with those words, think differently. Change your way of thinking. Repent for God's way of ruling, God's way of acting is here. John says, John is in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance. A baptism of repentance, of a washing a washing to embody that renewed mind, that new way of thinking about things. Some of you know that I love the fall. I love autumn. I love to be outside. I love to be out enjoying hunting and just being outside. And this fall has been different than most other falls. It's been kind of wet. Have you noticed that? So a few weeks ago, I, I went to, to check something where, where I uh, was hoping to go hunting and, at, over lunch break, and I, and I ran out there, and, and it was a little bit muddy. So I had the truck in four-wheel drive, and, and I checked what I was checking, and then I got headed back to town, and I got back to town, and I went to park, and my truck just sounded like something was wrong. And I backed into the parking place, and it was just, there was this like dra- grinding, awful sound. And I thought, 
that's just not good. And so I came in and I did some work. And then I went to visit somebody and as I was driving and, and parking, it was like, it was like something was wrong. And I thought, oh, you know, hunting season is about to start and I cannot have my truck breaking down and not working. So I was coming back to the office and I took my phone and I called a mechanic that I know and I said, please, could you just listen to my truck? It just sounds awful. It's like, yeah, I'm on the way back to the shop. You know, and so get over there and I give him the keys and he says, you want me to drive? Yeah, you get in. And <laughs> so he gets in and we start driving and sure enough, it's, it's making this just awful, scraping noise. And I, I just, it just, you know, one of those that kind of hurt. So finally, he pulled over and he stopped and he got out, and so I got out of the passenger seat. You know, I have to pretend like I know something, you know. And he gets out, and he starts bending and looking underneath the front of the truck. And then all of a sudden, he kicks the truck, and all this mud falls off the mud flap. He said, that's what I thought. There was so much mud caked on the mud flaps that when you turn the steering wheel, the tires were rubbing and scraping on the mud. Boy, I felt intelligent. <laughs> so we kicked the rest of the mud off the mud flaps, and I thanked him, and I apologized for bothering him. And then I started to think, isn't that kind of like my life sometimes when I drive through so much muck, and it's just caked on underneath, and I can't, it, it's just, life just isn't even rolling along the way that it's supposed to be. Should be able to be peacefully rolling along, and instead I'm grinding Maybe if I would just slow down and maybe wash my truck. <laughs> what in your life have you been traveling through that's kind of mucked up your life? Where you need that washing. Maybe you're stuck in some thinking, stinking thinking and you need to think differently. I invite you to look back at your list. This is just for your eyes only. Just look back at your to-do list. Go ahead and look back. And if you didn't do the work, then you won't have the fruit, perhaps. But look at your list, and, and what of that can you let go of that is maybe just mucking up your life? Maybe, maybe write on that to-do list, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Think differently. Recognize that God's way of acting is already at work here and now in your life and in your list. And look at that list and think, what can wait? What can wait? What's okay if you don't get it done before Christmas? What can even come off your list that would give you peace and would reduce that, that grinding of all the muck of life? And look at that list and think, what can't wait? What on that list helps you to experience God's kingdom here and now?
and hold on to that. What helps you to experience and embody Jesus' presence that's on your list or that you could add to your list? What can't wait? Repentance can't wait. What can't wait? That peace that only Jesus can give you. I'd like to simply close with a, with a prayer, a prayer that is rooted in our reading from Isaiah and a prayer that is in our baptismal liturgy. Won't you pray with me? Gracious God, may your spirit the Spirit of the Lord rests on each and every one of us. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the Spirit of joy and peace in your presence, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen.